Welcome to the Breathe Podcast, where we explore the intersection of faith and creativity. We interview artists from all walks of life to discover how faith plays a role in their art and expression, hoping to encourage you to live a life of creativity and faith. And now, please welcome your co-hosts, Derek Engoy, Christian Mendoza, and Kevin Horton. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is actually uh, the very first interview for me. This is Christian Mendoza again. I'm the podcast co-host over at The Breeze Podcast. And this season, uh, my very first interview is actually with somebody who I met in the fall. I don't know if you guys all remember, but the very first episode of last season, uh, I made it a goal to be human with this podcast and be the most transparent version of myself. And I also wanted to meet some painters. And well, since the breaks happened, it's happening. One of my biggest influences right now that I met in the fall, Pow Wow Long Beach is actually the name of the event. It's a worldwide festival. Uh, we're lucky enough to actually have Pow Wow held here in Long Beach. So from the beginning of the year when I started doing murals, uh, I was happy with just a couple hundred square feet. And I'm like, yo, this is cool. This is good. Then in the fall, in October, late, late September, I met this lady and... We conquered our fear of heights together. She's now making me measure my murals in thousands of square feet. She's helping me scale up. We're doing it together and we'll be working in the future. And we and it's just somebody that allows me to expand and become human. And this is even during a time during lockdown, which is wild. And so what happened is we go ahead and we conquer our fears together. I mean, the church initially, you know, they, they had me go from... Thinking of artwork as going from mere square inches, now I'm doing feet, now I'm doing, now I'm going from feet to, you know, hundreds of feet to thousands of square feet. Uh, this is Andrea James from Long Beach. Uh, this is the butterfly lady. This is the Hawaii lady, the Aloha lady, and she's also coming back via Long Beach. So, Andrea, how is it? Well, thanks for that amazing introduction, Christian. I, I love hearing those thoughts that how, you, how I'm feeling like an inspiration to you because I feel the exact same way about you. You've allowed me to express myself and you kind of pull it out of me. And that's what was my, my goal for this year was just to be more social and be able to express myself better. And so this was perfect timing for me too, uh-huh. that we actually get to do this together because um, we had a really great week when we did that that mural together and we got some really good chat time so you're a comfortable person for me to do this with oh thank you uh definitely i mean same with you i mean right now we're actually in the middle of uh andrea's studio and there are so many colors we got like leaves we got flowers we got butterflies and it's inspired me so much that the very first painting that i left when i left her studio uh last thursday I started incorporating her style into my own style. And that's when you're hanging out with good people, uh, people that aren't being selfish, people that are actually allowed to share their heart. And yeah, that's one thing that I I totally admire uh, with your style and that you actually allowed me into your studio because I know how rare that is. On on, on an IG post, someone said, if if an artist lets you into their studio, that means that that's an act of love and trust. And and just the fact that we're in here right now, yeah, blows me away. So what do you have to say about that? Well, it's funny you do say that because we'll, we'll probably talk about this, but I recently moved from Hawaii. And so actually, Christian, you're one of the first people that I've actually yes. let in here. So I have my, my besties have been in here and made some art with me, but 
you know, not as beautiful as I love it, but you know, it's, this is the true me. You get to be inside and see it. Oh, definitely though. But I mean, that's how everyone is. Nothing's perfect, right? Nobody's heart's perfect. Nobody's life is perfect. But at the same time, it's like by you allowing me into it, I'm like, yo, this is really cool. So let's go with the icebreaker. Are you down with that? So one of the things that I learned when doing the mural for the Palo Alto Long Beach um, is that we both love reggae music. So it's Bob Marley's birthday tomorrow. Like, yo, like, what's your favorite Bob Marley song? Oh, well, that's easy. Three Little Birds. I mean, it's a... It's the generic answer, but it's the message that everyone needs to hear constantly. Everything's going to be okay. We always have to think about that. It's the mantra to live by. Um, it's actually this week, talking about Long Beach this weekend is another reggae fest in Long Beach. So we can nerd out together because oh. all the amazing reggae artists are here this weekend. Oh, for and sure. <laughs> celebrating Bob. <laughs> okay. And so before we get into your interview with the whole icebreaker thing, let's go ahead with your socials. I mean, how could we get in contact with you? Like what is websites? We got IG accounts. I mean, some of the groups and organizations you're, that you're a part of. Can you go ahead and list those off? Sure. Uh, my Instagram is drea.james.art. They get a little wordy, but I have an amazing website also where I have a lot of my work samples and also like some letters from a lot of my students. I'm a teacher that you'll hear about later, but I call those my letter of recommendations. So you can find those at um, create08arts.weebly.com. And then I also have a company in Hawaii called Create a Canvas Oahu, and that website is createacanvas.net. So there's lots of ways to find me. Google me. I'll find you'll find me somewhere. <laughs> okay. And so like let's go ahead with the with the brief history. Like like how did Andrea start? Cuz I know we were talking in front of the wall when we were doing the mural and you kind of told me a story about how you you know you you kind of grew up through art and doing it lifelong so can we go ahead and get a little bit more detailed? Well, I can't even remember not doing art in my life. It's been, my entire life has been arty. Um, it's been a way for me to uh, express myself. I'm not the greatest, as I talked about earlier. So it's just been my way to let myself have some freedom and show my feelings through my art. Um the way that it all started is I have ADHD and as a child, it was the one thing that I was able to do for hours was sit in color. Um, so my parents, instead of screaming at me, I would get a coloring book and I would sit there and just jam out for hours. I also liked crafting, making things. And over the years, I call myself more of a creator just because I'm not a painter. I do a lot of different things. I Painting is my passion, but I do ceramics and tiling and all different kinds of things. I just like to make. Mm -hmm. So it's just been something that's part of my being, basically, as long as I can remember. So another one thing that I would like to actually ask you, too, is, yeah, I mean, the history is, is cool. But was there ever like a special time when you're like thinking to yourself, ooh, I could do this professionally. And did you have that moment? And when was it? And I mean, do you mind sharing? I mean, it could be more than one moment. Um, but yeah, do you mind sharing with us? Well, um, 
basically, I, I never really thought that I could be considered a professional artist. And it's still very scary to me to think of that as like the, the only thing I'm doing is calling myself an artist. I feel like I always have to have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. But number one, I'm a teacher. And so when I got into muraling, really, is... Um, I would take my students to these powwow festivals, and I've been doing this for years, taking students and introducing them uh, to different up-and-coming artists and kind of just learning the scene with them. And then it got to a point where I was like, oh, my God, I want to do this. I need to do this. I can do this. And I was being introduced to some really influential artists, and they inspired me to just kind of push my practice and continue on in that path. So. My students inspired me to do this. Where can some of the stuff be found? I mean, where are the, some of the actual physical destinations? I, re- I know one that's t- totally emblazed in my mind for, for forever, but could you go ahead and, <laughs> and let some of the other audience members know or people who might be listening where they can find your art and maybe some of the possible uh, destinations? Um, well, like Christian just mentioned, he knows the one the one that he has engraved in my life story is on the breakfast bar in Long Beach. It's probably the biggest wall I've d- done to date. It's about 1,200 square feet. I also have multiple murals in Hawaii, Oahu. I lived in Ho- Hawaii for 15 years, so that's really where I got my, my start of actually painting on things that aren't canvases. Um, so I have... A couple of utility boxes there. I have a powwow mural there. And then I was really, really lucky to be invited to be part of Honolulu at the Bishop Museum, where it was basically a celebration of 10 years of powwows. Mm-hmm. And so artists from all over the world, we got to send a two by two painting. And so that was a really big deal to say like, oh, my God, my art is in a museum. Well, that's um, where, where that's where powwow. That's actually where powwow originated, originated from is Hawaii. So, I mean, the fact that you're... You were living in Hawaii. That's where powwow originates. Then you come back and you re-migrate back to Long Beach, and then they give you the wall. Like, what was that like? Because I remember you were totally beaming, being like, hey, I'm the St. Anthony's Long Beach girl, like, for life. And all of a sudden, the city goes and rewards you back and says, hey, we want Andrea to be part of us because you are part of us and part of them. So, So what was that like? Well, I love that you started off the question with the word migration because it like fits perfectly into the fact that I paint butterflies. And my first actual powwow mural was called Migration. Mm -hmm. Um, uh And that it was basically uh, the picture is a picture of a girl blowing butterflies towards the ocean, which is headed towards Long Beach. Uh So when I found out that I was going to be coming back to Long Beach, I basically decided that I, I needed to have a powwow while in Long Beach. Like, it was an ultimate goal of mine. So um, over the years of working in Hawaii, I was able to connect with uh, the founders of powwow and talk to them. And I really wanted to originally have my wall on my high school, which was St. Anthony's. Um, and we went through a process of designs and things. It ended up I was going to paint for Long Beach. And mm-hmm. so I was and the wall ended up being about three times bigger than I originally wow. had planned. But the wall is actually the same design that was going to go on St. Anthony's and it's called home, which is like a, it's the migration home. So I like that you used that word. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, cause my thing is let's go ahead and talk about your artistic philosophy.
were talking about how, yeah, you do, you, you know, you put in a lot of butterflies, you put in a lot of bright colors. And the way that I've automatically interpreted your style was, yo, let's go next level. Let's take it to somewhere where it's never gone before. And that was really kind of cool that we were actually, I had mentioned it before that we got over the, the, the fear of heights together. Cause previous to this, the, the tallest thing I've ever painted was 10 feet. And I knew that if I wanted to be a muralist, I need to go up. I need to go up 20, 30 feet. And yeah, and I remember the very first time we met each other. And and I come run, running in. I do the whole brown noser thing. Like, hey, I'm going to bring a uh, a stool, a little table. I'm going to bring a ladder. And then I come up there. And the first thing I, you ask me, are you afraid of heights? And I looked at you and I'm like, yeah, I am. And then you looked at me and you're like, well, no, 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 no. You don't need to go up there. I go, no. That's the reason why I'm here. I need to get over the fear of using spray paint. I need to get over the fear of heights because if I want to be a professional, I can't be I can't be painting things that are only 10 feet high. I got to get on the real stuff. I got to get on the scissor lift. By you seeing my reaction, remember when I or I remember telling you, "Hey, this is the reason why I'm here. I I want to I want to tackle this fear." And so imagine if I said I'm afraid of heights. I don't want to do it. We'd never know each other, right? And so the fact that, you know, you, we did it together. We got out there busting it. We're we're out there painting. We love painting more than the fear of heights. And so, yeah, like like explain to <laughs> explain to the audience that whole experience because we did it together and we're just sitting there giggling at each other because we know how stupid it sounds, but at the same time, we both need to get this done, right? If you're going to do anything big, well, the funny thing is, is days before I met you, Christian, I was having those same feelings in my head. I need to do this. I can't do this. I don't want to do a wall this big, but I have to do it. I have to get on that lift. It's This is my opportunity. I've wanted this for so long, and I just had to do it. So I was forced to just jump on there and conquer my fears. But when you showed up, we were able to go up there and like chat with each other mm -hmm. and felt comfortable with each other, where eventually we forgot we were even up there. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge help for me because... When you weren't there or when someone else wasn't there, I was all in my head. But as soon as you were there, just chatting me up and just we just were telling stories and talking story. It just made everything just feel comfortable. And it was perfect, a perfect person to go through that with. Yeah. And then one of the things that's cool is you knew I was like a religious, a religious guy. And I remember we were up there Sunday morning, seven in the morning. Right. Remember that 30 feet up in the air. It's cold. And Andrea goes, so no church today? And I looked at her and I turned to her in the face. I go, oh, God and I, we have an understanding. This is my church. And we turn over to our right. And in those three palm trees, remember the sun was coming up? I go, that's church right there. God's everywhere. And we just had this ridiculously like awesome moment that only you and I would understand. Because not only do we paint, I mean, we both have a belief in God and we both know that this painting keeps us sane. Not only does it keep us sane on an individual level, it allows us to help and, and, and push that out to the community in a positive way. And that's, that was just like a mutual understanding. I'm just like, whoa. So, uh, I mean, let's go ahead and let's talk about like your artistic philosophy and how I kind of see it as, you know, just being bold, blooming out, flying i mean so i mean what's that all about in your in your stuff i mean you guys have caterpillars and butterflies so let's hear it well i haven't always painted butterflies but i've always painted bright um 
pastels are very hard for me and I, I have a hard under, time understanding why, but I just, I am very drawn to bright, bold colors, um, bright, expressive colors. And a lot of times people describe my art as happy. Um, that's just a word that people, oh, it's so happy. Yeah. And I hear it all the time. And it's, it's funny because basically I, my philosophy about painting is like, to me personally, there, I feel like there's not too much deep meaning in a lot of what I paint. I mean, the butterflies do have a background story, definitely. Um, but for me, painting is just like a release. It's a it's a way that just I let expression out and my feelings. And I have, like I said, ADHD. I have severe anxiety. I have things yeah. that I'm not an expressive person in words, but I can express myself through art and I can express myself through color. And so boldness. And I'm a bold, bold, loud girl inside, but yeah. that, I get it out through my art. That's actually a really important subject that you did bring up, that there's certain ways that certain people are expressive. And I noticed that growing up as a little kid, I wasn't really the most vocal. And so schools, they kind of like treat you as if, oh, if you're not, if you're not verbatim, Mr. Photographic Memory, then you don't count. And what's really cool is you found a way through, through art to kind of heal yourself, much like I have. I mean, I have a history of depression and bipolar disorder. And by me uh, devoting all this time towards art, it develops me as a person. You know, you help other people. And what's kind of cool is one thing that I'd like to bring up before the interview's over is you're actually an art education teacher as well, you know, much like your dad and I found that out. And yeah, I mean, can you go ahead and tell us about the, the communal impact you're making, not with just the art pieces, but the communal impact within you know, your students' lives, uh, immediate and, and abroad, because I know you do an internet school. Well, like I said earlier, teaching is my true passion. Um, I teach high school, and I've been teaching high school for about 15 years. I started teaching in special ed, but then I was able to fulfill my lifelong passion of becoming an art teacher. Because of my struggle through school with ADD and different learning things, I just I wanted to make sure that my students to have a positive learning experience. So I feel like as an art teacher, I really get to relationships with the students that need teachers like me the most. Like yeah. you said, a lot of times in school, there's students who are kind of told that their their grades aren't great or they're not yeah. they're not living up to a test score or things like that yeah. but there's a lot of other ways that kids need love and support and through art is one of the especially the kids that struggle in school art is the way to go for them so i just one of the biggest messages i i send to my students and one of the first lessons that we do in our class is like wow. perfect is so boring yeah. and you can be an amazing artist there are so many amazing artists that aren't photorealist artists um, just being expressive and having freedom to do that and giving them a space where they feel free to do that and safe. feel like that is my strength as a teacher. And over the years, I've had many students kind of cling on to me because they feel like I'm their safe person. I'm an adult that they can come to and be real with. But it's because like I have this feeling about my creativity and I want to inspire them to express themselves as creatively as possible. And so I allow that and freedom for them in that safe spot. That's really cool because what you were talking about is I'm sure that by you suffering from the same thing that they have, maybe in some cases even worse than they do, 
And to see you doing it, it carries a lot of weight with them. Because I've talked to people that I've had drug issues before, people with depression and talking. And when they talk to me, it's not some book stiff that has no clue, that can't relate to you. Like, no, I'm in the trenches with you, bro. Like, I've been there or I've been here, lady or sister or whoever. And so by them realizing, hey, that's one of, that's one of me doing what I want to do. And that's a role model. It's like it only makes them feel more comfortable with who they are. Because one of the things that I've kind of learned through becoming an artist is it's allowing me to be comfortable in my own skin. And to me, that's the best suit that anyone can ever wear. And by you being able to provide that for them, psh, I love it. So let's talk about near future projects. I mean, what you got going on? It's, it's crazy how the the day 222, 222 just passed a couple days ago. Happy birthday, Christian, yeah, by birthday. the way. <laughs> let's do it. But it's been... <laughs> Actually, that number has been stuck in my head for years. Uh, it's a number I see uh, very often. So I made sure to make sure that that day was it was a goal-setting day for me. And it's really crazy. I don't know if the universes collide or what, but uh, for some reason, starting in February, I have a few projects coming up. I'll be doing a project for Leadership Long Beach at 2nd uh, and PCH. And there's a new tea shop on Eximino and oh, PCH yeah. that we're basically blasting every wall in there and beautifying, making it yeah. personalized yeah, to her. Cali T, yep. Good to go. And then the big one that's coming up is there's a brand new building on wow. Magnolia and Broadway, and that's going to be the next biggest wall that I've ever painted. Christian's been teaming up with me since October. We were supposed to be painting that in November, and we, you know, COVID kind of pushed things back a little bit, but. We'll be painting that building in the next couple of weeks, starting three stories of it. So it would be a great time for people to come and check us out. And then what about your five-year plan? What, what were we doing? We, we hung out the other day. Like, what's Andrea's five-year plan? Well, um, I want to keep doing walls. I don't know if I want to keep doing walls this big. It was never my intention to do <laughs> yeah. things this big. You know, yeah. after Pow Wow, Long Beach, that was three times bigger than I originally thought it was going to be. But they just keep popping up, and I'm not going to complain about it. Um, but my original five-year plan is that I really want to start curating. I like I like to gather artists, um, creatives, cre get our tribe together. Yeah. Um, and just kind of give artists a platform. And I've been inspired specifically by Jasper Wong, like an amazing curator. And I just want to kind of follow in his footsteps and give artists like opportunities as much as possible to express themselves and show their art because it's a it's a tough, tough world. It's a tough career choice. Yeah. And we need each other to lift each other up and just promote each other as much as possible because that's how it works in this world. Oh, yeah, definitely. I totally feel you on that. But yeah, uh, you definitely have me. I'll be on the roster if you ever want to curate. I mean, I'll call it right now. So so Drea and I were talking, we were hanging out the other week. And I said, I want to be on. I want to be hung in a fine art museum in the next five years. And for a dude to be able to say that, to call it out and to call your shot, basically, kind of like Babe Ruth or it's not quite like Kobe saying, hey, I'm gonna be better than Michael. But that's a pretty lofty goal for someone who's never been hung in a, in a museum. So yeah, I'll be with you. You don't even have to worry about that. And so before we start closing up on this interview, the one thing I wanted to know is let's do one piece of advice or 
what is the Andrea 2022 mantra for the year? Because we were talking about it before we even did this interview. Not only are you talking to your family or your friends or the listening audience, but this microphone, for some reason, it has a way to make you accountable for what you say. And I want you to say this on the mic, and I want you to live it all throughout 2022. So you let me know what's up. All right. Well, I decided that my 2022 mantra is just breathe because I need to remember that and I need to tell myself all the time, just breathe, relax. There's a lot that we can't control. And so I just need to, that is what I'm going to repeat to myself every single day and get through each day, one day at a time. Uh, The advice that I have for different types of people, if you're just a young creative that's just trying to express themselves and find some inspiration, just don't take yourself so seriously. Find a style that works for you and don't try to compare yourself to other people. Make your style easy for you and have fun. Explore, play with your materials and find what works the best for you. If you're really thinking of doing art as a career, Make sure you have a lot of perseverance because it is it requires a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. It's not easy. It takes years to do, but if you are passionate about it, people see that and they want to support you. So that's my advice to creatives. Oh, nice. And then, uh, well, my creative mantra, it's either you're doing it or you're not. Straight up, right? <laughs> like, you're doing it. It's like, come on. It doesn't get as simple as that. Andrea, thanks for coming out. Before we do uh, the lightning round, which is our podcast version of walking, running on hot coals or, or, or laying on a bed of nails, before we do all that, let's go ahead and do the socials recap. Let everybody know again where they can contact you, where they could see some of your art, and uh, yeah, where they could get to know you a little bit better on a visual level. All right. Well, the quickest and easiest way to get a hold of me is Instagram, um, drea.james.art. And through there, you can connect onto my website and email, et cetera, et cetera. So head over to the gram. All right. Sweet. So are you ready for the lightning round? Um, Unfortunately, Andrea and I, we had to share a microphone because we have a technical malfunction with my mic. So we're going to be passing this microphone back and forth. So basically what this is, is it's... 10 really quick one word answers you have uh, one of two choices just for the audience to get to know you a little better so are you down you really get shocked <laughs> okay so this is hawaii or california so basically is it aloha or totally aloha okay on food poke or popcorn shrimp poke acrylic or watercolor acrylic Okay, acrylic or spray paint? Spray paint. Okay, bigger rush, like adrenaline-wise, a new concept or perfecting something you've already done? New concept. What would you rather do, buying art supplies or making art? Buying art supplies. Oh, I know, dude. Like, yeah, that's a problem, right? That's a hobby in itself. Do you get a primal rush when you have to go to the hardware store to get for an art project? Can we go right now? <laughs> yeah, totally, right? Okay, fast month, fast times at Ridgemont High or can't hardly wait? Neither. Uh, okay. Can't hardly wait. Okay, reggae. When it comes to reggae, roots or dub? Dub. Okay. Uh, wearing your best dress clothes or wearing your paint clothes in an alley painting a mural? I don't have good clothes. <laughs> okay. Uh, number 10, white lines or black lines? Black lines always. <laughs> that's our inside joke. Maybe we'll get into that on our episode. But yeah, that's how art heals is when you're in front of that wall, just the truth comes out. And so thank you, Andrea. This won't be the last time I'll be seeing you. And I'm sure that I'll let them know about the stuff that you got going on in the future. So I don't know what you got to say. Thank you for inviting me.
Thank you. Goodbye.